to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Kickstart that engine and roll thunder with the pack. Explore the grittiness of masculine spirituality. Gain traction in the virtues. And soup up your spiritual engine by turning adversity into adventure. Now, here's Bear Wozniak. Let's ride. Aloha and welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. And the coolest thing about my show is that we get to interview uh, the coolest guests. Uh, we have a, with us today a guy who, for no reason at all, likes to run in the middle of the winter. Uh, we have Rich Sosa with us on our show today. Aloha, Rich. Aloha. How you doing, Bear? Dude, it's really weird. You know, we, this is a radio show. It goes, uh, uh, I guess, over almost 500 ra terrestrial radio stations. It's on Sirius uh fm it's on shortwave radio it's on every podcast you can imagine but we also do this on facebook live and on youtube and what i'm seeing in the background behind you is just pure white what is that what is that white stuff outside that's that we call that around here we call that snow and, uh, snow okay yeah, where where about, is here where is here uh, i live in racine wisconsin uh, about actually about five blocks from uh lake michigan and it's funny you ask because I was talking to my neighbor. We were shoveling uh, a couple days ago. We got about eight inches of snow. And my, my neighbor, Burton, is a freshwater surfer. Oh, no, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, so, that's awesome. He's from Huntington Beach, actually. And so when he moved here, he found out that he could still surf. So he like, he's got a, like, a website. He, he freshwater surfs. He's like, oh, yeah, man, check out. My latest uh, uh, clips from Sheboygan. So Sheboygan. Sheboygan surfs up in Sheboygan. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't think so right now so much, right? Isn't it like kind of frozen over? He just went like four days ago. Oh, man, that that, that is so, crazy. So that's your next show, like coming Absolute, out to Wisconsin. Absolutely not. I know Christopher Stefanik went yeah. up there with real-life Catholic, but you know what? I gave up wetsuits a long time ago, man. I, I like surfing uh, – Nice warm water like Hawaii. Although, interestingly enough, we just surfed in Israel about a month ago, so that was oh, pretty no. cool. Yeah, but Very the water's the water's were the water was nice and warm there. We went tandem surfing and we got to know the local surf tribe. In fact, when I came out of the water, there's this one of the big 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 old guy there standing there, kind of blocking <laughs> my way coming up the hill, and he goes, "You're Bear Wozniak, right?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "So he recognized us from our our surfing <laughs> from the surfing world. So it's kind of a small yeah. tribe, you know. the The surfing community is a small tribe and and you recognize surfers when you're out and about you go that that dude surfs i know that even if you're in manhattan you know some some crazy island like that but isn't that kind of <laughs> true with what you do you're a runner aren't you guys are kind of like a a li weird little tribe all to your own right yeah a little bit i you know i i um i'm trying to come out of uh you know being a hermit runner and so i'm i'm sort of uh coming back into it because I had taken I had taken nine years off of running and um, and so I, I I just recently got back into it in this past March so it's almost been a year so, and so I'm just getting back into the running community but yeah it's a lot like that like uh, even locally and then um, you know more regionally and and different you know different uh, levels of running trail runners and things you start to see some of the same people at the same races and the same events so yeah it's a lot like that. Yeah, it's a tribe. Hey, so with all that snow out there, I mean, what do you do for running in the middle of the winter like that? Well, uh, 
I'm a little under the weather right now, and everybody's telling me it's because I I, I need to stop running outside. So a, a lot of runners will will come in and then they'll run on the treadmill or they'll run they'll run on the track, and I can't do that. Like literally, like my mind isn't made like that. I have to be outside. I have to I have to run. Otherwise, I, I just kind of get this like defeatist at mentality i can go to the y with my daughter and she can go put out six miles on the treadmill and i can go five minutes on the treadmill and then i'm like i'm done but if i go outside i can go you know 10 12 15 miles even if it's cold and it's in the in the um in the snow uh there's something about going somewhere and 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 it's the adventure you know i just get bored inside so so, you know, I just, I just try to, um, you know, dress warm, cover my mouth, you know, get my yak tracks and, uh, and make an adventure and then I'll, I'll get out there, but, uh, been under the weather for the last couple of days. So I haven't actually um, been out for about three days. So the running isn't just because you want to go get a, get exercise. There's just something about it. You're getting out there. There's that movement through, through space, uh, up hills, there's inclines, there's corners. There's so much more to it. I used to run a little bit, mostly only on trails, though. Uh, but yeah. then, but you know, I started out by by hiking trails, okay. uh, a lot of hiking, and then when I was getting my first degree, uh, Ninja Black Belt, <laughs> I did a lot of running up the Santa Monica Mountains when I lived out in California, up and down, and it was just so nice. It was almost like when you're running down a hill, it's almost like you're flying. Uh, and then I kind of said, "What are all these guys doing on these co- these uh, bicycles?" They, yeah. they, they get air conditioning, you know, they go a little bit faster, they go further. So then I got into, into mountain bikes and eventually I pedaled my bicycle across the United States, you know, but there is something yeah. about that. I don't like to get on a stationary bike and pedal. Yeah. It's not, it's not why I'm, I, I, it's the difference between working out and playing. Absolutely. You know, I don't go, I don't go work out. I go play. I have find I find something fun that gets me, gets me going. So, uh, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's really like, I'm not a workout guy. I, I, I'm, I like to play. And I think, man, you just described it perfect. It's just about play. It's about the adventure. And, and, you know, you know, I'm a 12 year old kid at heart. And, and so getting out in the mud, you know, in the snow and and all the elements and, you know, there's something very um, godly about uh, being, being, in the presence uh, of all the earthly creation God made, you know, in the, in, in, in hearing like the pine needles under your feet and, and the swishing of the snow, whatever it might be, sounds corny, but it's not, man. It's uh, you get it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's about play. And, 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 and the more you play the actually something happens, you can get, you get in better shape. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me ask you, you this question. Are. So do you like to trail run? I love trail running. That's my favorite kind of running. Well, you know, trails are such an interesting, you know, trails are, are, are organic. They're like a living thing, especially mm-hmm. when, you've, when, you've, when you've run or, or, or mountain biked on the same trail. The trail begins, sometimes a new detour will develop or there will be a yeah. cave in someplace and you've got to do a go around or there's a, there's a creek bed or something that's, that's shifted things around. And when you run on a trail, it's not like someone said, I'm going to put a trail here. It's like, there was a bunny rabbit that decided to go there, and then more animals followed that little trail to the water, and then people took that little path the bunnies made, and then more and more people, and then sometimes it becomes a wider path, and then it becomes a road, and then it becomes a freeway. But 
Trails are organic. They're living things. And it re, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like the, the, the trails kind of have a life of their own even, you know, and, and through, through the seasons, they change too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it'd be very easy just to take a straight path on these trails. But, you know, a lot of the trails we do, um, you know, they're kind of all over the place and um, and on different surface and single track and, and uh, rocks are still there. The trees are broken and falling down and they're still in the middle of the trail. And there's just uh, there's just something very different about that you know, and, 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 you know, um, being aware of every step you take. Oh yeah. You have to be alert because it's not yeah. like, a, yeah. Well, here's the, here's the point. Here's the thing is by the way, Kalapapa trail, there's like 21, 23 switchbacks. I think on the way back on, on down there from my home Island in Molokai to go down to where St. Damien was, but you know what? Uh, so ru you run down that thing. Uh, and then you have to, you know, basically getting back up that steep trail is almost impossible, but I always like to go up the steep hill first and then run down it. But Kalapapa, you run down and then you got to come back. But the thing about it is there's something about this ancient path that attracts us as, as uh, mountain bikers or runners or even cross-country skiers. And, that, and, 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 it, and it's similar to the ancient path we as Catholics uh, have available to us. You know, we, we follow the ancient path. We don't follow the newest road. We go follow the ancient path, that, that path that was laid down by uh, even going back to King David, you know, and even further back to, to uh, Abraham, we follow this ancient path, this ancient pattern, these ancient beliefs. And, uh, and we have the early church fathers and the saints and the tradition of the church and the sacraments and the catechism. And that is something that I think people want to get into some, people like to get into ancient wisdom. So they say, oh, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go into New a new age wisdom, which they somehow think is old, uh, because it's based on old crystals or some Hindu religion or something. But as Catholic Christians, we follow this living path that was laid down by the Christians that went before us. This organic living path, and we call that the Catholic Church. We're talking with Rich Sosa. Uh, Rich, we're going to be back in a few moments. We're going to take a little break here, but I, uh, I just give me a quick, quick little blurb. Your the website people could go to if they want to join you on this run you're about to do. And we'll talk more about that when we get back. But what's the website? Run1010, the numerals run1010.com. So in surfing, we like to hang 10. And runners, this is the run1010, but I bet that's from John1010. Uh, I, I come that you can have life and live to the fullest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking, you know, one of my friends, uh, Luke Rogers, he's Aaron Rogers' brother. He was with me on a, on a reality show called Clean Break. And uh, he's got tattooed on his ribs. Uh, that scripture verse and you know rib tattoos really hurt so he came <laughs> that we might have life and have it to the abundantly this is bear wasnick uh what what's the website again rich if they want to sign up for this run run 1010.com that's the run, numerals run 1010.com uh and you can go to my website bearwasnick.com or deepadventure.com and you can find all my books our long ride home patches and all kind of motorcycle gear and t-shirts and racerback these for the women and coffee cups and whiskey tumblers and even my Deep Adventure uh, Seven Virtues Cigar Sampler. We'll be right back with more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Go to bearwozniak.com and get your free stuff. Bear will send you the audio of his fiery call to the wall talk, challenging men to step into the breach and rebuild the walls of the home, the church, and our society. 
you get a free ebook of it too. Go to bearwasnick.com and click on Get My Free Stuff. This is a warning. The Bear Wozniak adventure is dangerous. The radical change Bear challenges you to is not for whims. Change this station to a soft rock station before it's too late. You've been warned. Now, here is Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak adventure. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Uh, we have with us Someone today that's a little bit on the crazy side. Uh, he likes to run even in the middle of winter, which, you know, I don't think it's such a big deal when it's the middle of winter, like in Hawaii, nay. But he's up in Racine, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know if you call it rutting or trudging or, or what, but he loves, he's, he's a runner. And people who, who love to run, it isn't just like getting on a treadmill and running. There's something about being outside, feeling the movement of the air, uh, the change in the trail, especially when you're a trail runner, the, having to carefully place every one of your footsteps uh, while you run. So we were talking about the organic nature of trails and the ancient, how these, these paths are organically created by bunnies and then people following them, maybe bunnies and then wolves following the bunnies and then people following the, the game trails and eventually uh, these trails become little paths and, and humans you know follow them. And we're talking about that organic, ancient, living sort of trail that we run on a mo um, um, you know, mountain bike on, but also it's that ancient organic path of the Catholic Church, the, <clears throat> the organic living body of Christ that's laid down that path before us. Hey, Rich, one time I was, I was, uh, I love to walk on the beach in Waikiki, you know, so every day I do a long beach walk, which is a good workout, walking I've through, been, walking through sand. Pull your feet out of the sand. Yeah, it's a workout, and I got to the edge of the trail, and there's this place over there by the Rainbow Hilton that's on the opposite end of Waikiki where I live. And I see this guy coming in from an outrigger canoe ride. You know, it's a super light, 21-foot carbon fiber outrigger canoe. He throws it over his, over his shoulder, and he's walking out. And I go, bro, you, you have a good paddle. He goes, yeah. And he, he's, he's, I said, where you come from? He goes, oh, I came from uh, outrigger canoe club and back, just a short paddle. But he walked right out of the beach. And that particular little 60 feet of, 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 of beach right there has a bunch of sharp little rocks in it underwater. And he walked right out of it barefooted, like no problem. Yes. And it was a super low tide. And I looked down and I go, dude, someone came in here and cleared out a little path to walk through in, the, in those sharp rocks. And he knew where it was. Yeah. You know, it was low tide. And I was able to finally, I've been there, I've gone there forever. At super low tide, I was able to, he knows right where the path is. There is something about knowing the path, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There, you know, you talk about our Catholicism and this path and this ancient path, and it's been, it's been tried and true. We see the saints and, and, um, 
yeah, you know, it, 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 you get off the path and sometimes, you know, for me, I just, I just think back, you know, in my, in my teen years, in my early twenties, when, when, um, you just sort of, uh, you're just, you're just walking, but you, you, with, with no intention. And, and, um, you know, I, I think back and, and wow, you know, you, until you get, I always tell people this, like, cause I'm a youth minister as well. And I say, you know, you, you really don't know how far you've gotten off this path. It's kind of like just sitting, waiting, and and you, you can relate. If you just get in like a a little boat and you just let it kind of sit in the water, and it sort of takes you out, you don't realize that it's moving. It's moving farther. It's moving farther away from from the shore, from 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 safety, and from from uh, from God. And then and you you kind of get busy. You get distracted until you, until you look around. And you're like, wow, I can hardly see the shore. You know, and um, that's kind of where I was, um, you know, in my early 20s and, and that kind of thing. And, and you know, a, a lot of God's grace, a lot of prayers, a lot of my mom's prayers and uh, just a lot of that just pulling me back to to home, you know, and to that to that to that path that uh, that we all belong on, you know, that uh is a lot like running out on the trail. It's narrow. It's a single track, and and uh, and, and you know you it, it's tight, but it feels right. You know. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit more about that path, that that personal path that you've run. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey from your youth and and uh, how you came to this place <laughs> of, of 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 total devo- of devotion to the Lord. How did that happen? You know. Um, I, I, I tell my youth and, 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 you know, when I was a, when I was a teenager, I was uh, very single focus. Actually, I, I, I ran cross country in high school and I didn't, um, it was my sister Margie that, uh, had a friend that, um, her dad was a marathoner and they would run this local four mile race, 10 mile race. My sister would always do this four mile race called the lighthouse run here in her scene. And I never ran. And, and, uh, she goes, oh, you should do this, Rich. So, like in seventh grade, I did it. I did the four mile, and in eighth grade, I decided to do the ten mile. And I didn't train for it or anything. I just said, well, I'm just going to jump into this. And that's kind of my personality. I really haven't changed much. <laughs> and uh, in eighth grade, without training, being eighty pounds, four nine, I jumped in and I did this ten mile run, and I actually did pretty well. I came in fifth for my age group. And she goes, ah, you should, you should, um you should do cross country in high school because I was entering high school in the fall. I said, what's cross country? And she tried to explain it to me that it was on trails and they could run in parks. I just didn't get it. You know, the only running I thought of was like on a track and instantly like, um, you know, I fell in love with it after I joined and I, and it was probably the only thing in high school that I was passionate about because I was a, I was a terrible student. Um, I, I didn't care much about anything. Uh, my family, it, it, my mom and dad are great, great people, uh, good, holy people that, that um, you know, put God first in everything and, um, you know, made sure we, we uh, went to mass, that, that uh, uh, we went to confession, that, 
if we did go to mass and 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 i remember them saying if you're not in a state of grace you, you can't receive communion so they made sure we'd we, we we'd go to confession too and receive the sacrament of reconciliation so our family was very sacramental but to be honest bear man i was just going through the motions you know and i didn't talk to god much i didn't um think about god much and i honestly when i don't remember my confirmation. I know I got confirmed, but I don't remember. I was just so into my own life, you know? And I think that, that, that happens to a lot of people. I don't think I was a bad guy. You know, I wasn't necessarily, um, doing a lot of, uh, bad things at some times, but then at some points I was, you know, and, and that kind of went gone, that, that, that sort of went into my uh, late teen years in college. I, I got into uh, playing guitar and I got into uh, a band, you know, and, and it wasn't a worship band like I do now. And um, I remember coming home. I lived in Chicago and I came home. I was about 23 years old. And, and every once in a while, my, my mom, who, who was very devoted, she was in charismatic renewal and and she'd walk around listening to worship music and clapping her hands and, and singing. And, and, um, and she goes, Rich, she goes, uh, you ever think about playing this music? You ever think about playing in church? Uh, and I'm like, no, ma. And, you know, she would ask me about every couple months. And the next time she'd say, you ever, you ever think about playing this? And I don't know how many times she asked me that. After a while, I said, ma. Stop asking me. I will never play this music. I don't even like this music. Ma, I will never play in church. I can guarantee you. <laughs> and so, so now I'm, I'm the uh, director of worship at, at our Catholic, Catholic church. And, um, and so that, that is just prayer, and that is grace. But what, what, well, what, what, what uh, opened the door for your, that, that conversion, that, that change of direction? Well, you know what? When did you take, get off that path to yeah, get so, out of the narrow path? So I had some friends in college and we remained friends after college that, uh, we, we ran together. You know, I didn't even think about that. It comes back to running again, right? What a gift. So, um, I'm friends with, uh, uh I got a friend who's a runner who we ran on the cross country team there together and, and, um, was a, uh, was was a christian very devoted christian she wasn't catholic and um would invite me to church her church not the catholic church and i went to um this assembly of god service on a wednesday night and i was 26 years old and it was in january and um i went and i don't know why i went um why I thought I needed to go, because I really wasn't even going to church. Well, Rich, hold on a second. Hold on with that thought here, because we got to take a break. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to find out what in the world happened to to uh, to Rich uh, when we get back from this break. Uh, we're talking with Rich Sosa. <laughs> he has this run that he's got going called the, uh, what is the name, name of the run you're talking about? The run is the Via Dolorosa Trail Marathon at Holy Hill. Yeah, and this is in Wisconsin. It's coming up on March 28th. And what's the website? What is it, March 24th? Yeah. Okay, I was going to try to make sure you could win. If you ran and no one was there, you would have won. <laughs> make sure when it comes out on the 28th. But no, so uh, when is the, uh, what is the website? Run1010.com. 
Okay, this is Bear Wozniak. We're with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. You're listening to it. You may be listening to it on EWTN Terrestrial Radio, or you might be listening to it. And that's on over like almost 500 terrestrial radio antennas. And then we are on shortwave radio. Going into Belarus, Russia, I've got people listening to us in the Philippines uh, on uh, all kinds of stations. And we have all the podcast apps and Sirius FM. But other than that, don't be worried, uh, Rich. No one's really listening. Uh, we're talking with Rich Sosa. This is Bear Wozniak. You can go to bearwozniak.com or deepadventure.com if you want to get my books or get some of our stuff. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 72. I got an email last week from my friend Jeff Stickle, Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Stickle, telling me to pray for his son. He received a mayday, mayday, mayday signal from his son who is sailing from the island of Oahu to the mainland. It's a treacherous trip. It's very difficult because you're going against the wind the whole time. And they were about a 1,000 miles from the coast of California when he got the signal. They had been hit by a rogue wave. The boat was sinking. Uh, he had the presence of mind to stay with that radio and call in the Mayday. Jeff contacted the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard was able to find a merchant vessel that came alongside them and were able to take them on board. Now, the reason why that all happened is because Nathan, the reason why the rescue took place was because Nathan had the presence of mind and the skill to stay on that radio. He knew he was in trouble and he called for help. And as, 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 he, uh, as the rescue took place, he was able to talk to the Coast Guard and who relayed it to the ship and then talk to the ship and help them locate them. And they rescued him and his two friends off that ship, off their sailboat, and then their sailboat sunk. So I'm challenging you to keep your radio on. When you find yourself in, 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 in a time of temptation, just pray. Say, say a Hail Mary. Ask Mary to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Uh, just pray and ask Jesus to come alongside you and rescue you. Keep your radio on. When, you're, you know, when I miss uh, my morning prayer time, it affects my whole day. I can tell my, my frequency isn't just quite as tuned as, I, as it could be. Turn your radio on so the Lord can guide you and lead you through your life. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Aloha and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Uh, we believe as uh, Christians that life should be full of adventure. God is wild. He created the wilderness. He created the quasars. He created dinosaurs. He created uh, 
those Tyrannosaurus Rexes, I think they are, with the little bitty hands and the big old jaws. And he did all kinds of crazy stuff. He made the black holes. He made the whole universe. Uh, God is wild. Don't try to tame him. Don't try to put God in a box. But if you want to get in for the ride of your life, I mean, people talk about, you know, the, some of those superhero shows or The Hobbit where they get on a they get on a, a flying beast and they fly through the air or they do all these radical things or a little boy riding a dinosaur, all these little visions we have in the cartoons. Well, with God, you can ride. You can ride with him. You can you can go on an adventure with the greatest being, uh, the being, the the uh, essence and existence of all that is. Uh, you can uh, know and and uh, and go on adventures with God. There's nothing more adventurous than abandoning ourselves to God's will. And you know, a lot of people go, "Oh, dude, you rode with the, you you ran with the bulls in Pamplona. You surfed big waves. You're a ninja black belt. Uh, all these crazy adventures that I've been on." But then I look at the woman, the the older woman sitting in the pew that's there before mass and there after mass, and she's praying. I know she's going places. In the heavenly places, I've never, never even dreamed of being. Uh, the saints in the pew, the the adventure of going into deep intercession, the adventure of seeking God's face—that is the the great adventure that we that we uh, that we're all called to. The greatest adventure we can have is to seek to love God back and to know Him. So we have as our guest today, Rich Sosa. He's a runner. Uh, he has a big event coming up that we're going to be talking about. Uh, he lives, he lives in Racine, Wisconsin. I can see outside his windows, for those who are watching on Facebook and on YouTube, there's a bunch of white stuff out there. What is that, Rich? That's, uh, we call that snow, S-N-O-W. The, I think the W is silent. <laughs> hey, Rich, so you were talking, uh, we've been talking about what it's like to run trails and how that's a, when you run on trails or mountain bike on trails, uh, how trails are organic. They're living. They change. Uh, through time, they had their history back when it was maybe just a bunny trail and then a fox chasing the bunny and then deer following that same path down to the water and then humans began to follow that path. and, and eventually even, bears. Hmm? even bears. Yeah, eventually even <laughs> bears. And also, you know, it becomes the roads we're on are, were basically once a bunny trail, you know, and so paths are living. Uh, and so uh, and they're organic, they're changing. And we've talked about following the ancient, ancient path of Catholicism. Uh, but we're now we were touching base on your own personal journey, your own pr- path that you were on. Uh, you know, as a runner, you know all about paths. So uh, you, your path it kind of led you down the easy way for a while. You know how you some paths go uphill and some paths kind of take a little uh, easy jog. Uh, you were kind of detouring off into an easy jog, and then something happened. What was it? Yeah. So um, so when I was 26, and I was telling uh, before we went to break, you know, a friend of mine invited me to her church, and um, I was like, yeah, why not, you know, and um, and kind of kind of blase about it, but but I know that um, you know there there is this uh, you you refer to tribes a lot, and and I, I uh, it's the same thing, you know. There's this tribe of Christianity that we have. Uh, people praying for you, people uh, encouraging you to to uh, you know join the tribe, so to speak. So so I always had that. I always had people uh, supporting me, encouraging me, and 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 whatnot, family members, and I was able to see um, them living their life um, in in holy ways. But still, that didn't attract me necessarily, uh, or so I thought. 
So I remember this Wednesday night, I'm 26 years old, it's January, it's cold, and I'm sitting in this Assembly of God church, and um, I'm a little uncomfortable, and the pastor gets up and he starts speaking, and I didn't realize how broken I was, Bear, you know, how uh, low I was, how unworthy I felt, how shameful I felt, and he just started talking about, like, God's love, how much God loves you and how precious you are. And he don't care where you've been, what you've done. And I mean, it just spoke directly to my heart. And um, he did this, the, 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 the call to come forward and give your life to Christ. And I kept saying, man, I kept thinking, I want, I want to do this. And uh, I, I want to try it, but this is one of the most risky things I'm going to do because I was afraid. I was very afraid that I was going to lose my life. Uh, the life I had been living and a lot of the things that I thought were valuable. You like drinking and smoking and doing all sorts of things that I thought were so-called fun. <laughs> and I thought, you know, if I, if, if I become truly Christian and if I become um, and I give my life to Christ, how boring of a life that is going to be. Like I thought this, like, <laughs> and I'm like, and now I'm like, what are you thinking? And so I took that risk. I went radical. I got up there. I went, I went um, to the stage. It's not, it's, it's an assembly of God church. So it, it's, it's just a stage. And um, I got on my knees and somebody put their hands on my shoulders and I just started weeping. I just started weeping like a little boy. Everything, every sin that I ever held just released there. Every bitterness, every shortcoming, whatever it was, my whole life was just there given, surrendered to God. And in and, and the rush more powerful than any wave that you've ever ridden. And you know this, just coming over me of love. I won't forget that. And then I went back to my seat and I could not stop smiling. I just could not believe that this was happening to me. All these years of not having God, in my life, truly, truly not giving my life to God and not accepting him to be my God was finally a reality. And so I remember, um, you know, going back and, 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 you know, um, having this experience and, and, and the funny thing happened is instead of continuing on with this church, I went back to mass. I went back to our, our, uh, our roots. I went back to that path and I started going back to, to mass and church, receiving the sacraments and whatnot. And, um, you know, um, I didn't become this holy saint and I'm still not at that point. Um, and that woman that took me there was, uh, actually my wife's sister and my, um, and so, uh, you know, we're still, um, you know, have this, this, um, this relationship, you know, that's family. 
And so I, I go back and again, you think about like the tribe mentality here is people looking out for you, God using people to do his work and, and, and uh, God pouring his grace over you to, to keep you safe and bring you back to where you need to be. I just feel so blessed um, that this can happen to anybody. And I tell people all the time, like, allow God to surprise you. Like once you have life with God and you, 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 you give your life to God, he just wants to give you life and life to the fullest. And that's why I like with, with, uh, 1010 adventures, you know, 1010 is, is like life is never as good as it is. If it's with God, everything tastes better. Everything feels better. Everything is better. And that doesn't say that there, there's not struggle. There are struggles, there are challenges, but it's, it's, it's authentic and um allow god to surprise you because without god sometimes we have our own plan but with god there's a big plan and 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 it is an adventure you know so um so much has happened since then um there's so many more little witness stories that that have happened since then so many falls so many times i've had to get myself back up you know that's just the to me that's the beginning and since then, um, there has been so much grace, so much learning, so much more God moments in my life. We're talking with Rich Sosa. He is uh, he has the organization. What is it called again, Rich? 1010 Adventures, LLC. 1010 Adventures. Uh, you've been listening to Rich talk about that St. Augustine moment that God calls us to, that moment of saying, uh, I, I, give all, <laughs> I, I surrender all to you, Jesus. You know, he... Uh, Augustine was living, uh, you know, kind of a wild life, to say the least. And he would, voices would, like, in his head would go, well, if we won't get to do this or we won't get to do that if you give your life to Jesus. But finally he said, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you my life, but not right now. I'll do it later. And then finally it was like a not, if not now, when moment. And he, he said, Jesus, I give you all. I surrender my life to you. And he had that powerful conversion experience. The, the, the way you described it, uh, uh, Rich was very much like my experience at, at, at the Catholic Charismatic Prayer Group I was at when I was 19 years old. Uh, I, I was prayed with, uh, actually in a back bedroom where people would be praying, and unexpected infusion of God's power and love. I was with someone just recently in in Israel, and they had known, they had seen the people who 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 loved Jesus. They were on this path to coming closer to God, but hadn't really experienced Him and. And she was at the primacy of Peter when the Holy Spirit broke through. And so it is yeah. this kind of calling to the Lord, but also calling to the ancient path uh, and walking that ancient path of Catholicism. We'll be right back with the Bear Wozniak adventure.
saddle up. It's time for Long Ride Home cast member Daniel the Boom Barkham to ride herd on us and challenge us to man up. Mentor. I was 14 years old when my father died of a violent heart attack. I saw him in the throes of his final minutes. Left a serious impression on me. Don't remember crying, at least much. Guess I was in shock. Add to that an older neighbor boy raped me and then his uncle attempted the same and to add insult to injury, a man of the cloth I confessed to tried to abuse me sexually. I went through some serious rebellion after that, although I was already headed down the road of drinking, carousing, stealing and such. Eventually it became drugs, sex and rock and roll. But during that time some good things were going on, and while I didn't realize what they were doing at the time, the folks of my little fishing village were gathering around me. My neighbor Danny Noonan, baker and boat builder, started taking me deer and elk hunting with him. Emil Mackey, a second generation Finnish commercial fisherman, took me duck hunting on Sand Island. Norm Greer, my dad's World War II veteran buddy, was always around to encourage me. When I look back, I realize the good folks of that little fishing village were guiding and mentoring me. While Danny and Emil have long passed, they along with Norm left a lasting impression on me. Just like Jesus does as he mentors me through the Holy Spirit and teaching me from his word. It's good to be mentored. It's a godly thing. It's a righteous thing. It's a lost art. The Apostle Paul said, Mimic me, follow my pattern as I mimic Christ. Make sure you're looking up to the right person, the good Lord above all, but to those who follow him and more than follow, they are examples of him. They are few and far between, but they can be found. If you do so, in time, you too will be a mentor of others. This is Daniel the Boone Markham at DanielTheBooneMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Aloha and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. The thing that we value the most from our listeners, it's so cool. Every day I get uh, Facebook messages or an email for those people who subscribe you know, to me. Go to my website deepadventure.com. You can write me by email or uh, all kinds of different ways people reach out to me and they talk about what a great impact our reality TV show has had on them. The Long Ride Home a motorcycle-based reality TV show. Uh, I, I would say we get a half a dozen or more every day people uh, reaching out to me saying that this TV show, Long Ride Home, has had an impact on their lives, has had an impact on especially women who have a brother or a brother-in-law or, or or father or son uh, that they love so much, but they just like they they can't they can't share the gospel with them like the way a man could, and men want stuff to be gritty and they want it to be real, and so we made the Long Ride Home TV show for them. Uh, we're actually right now working on season two. We've already filmed it. For those of you who are looking forward to seeing see, seeing more of Long Ride Home, we did <clears throat> ten episodes on EWTN and they air it. They've been airing it ever since they first aired it, aired it in June. They just keep re-airing it, re-airing it, changing time zones, so you got to check with them when it's airing. But uh, season two, season one, we rode from Cocoa Beach, Florida, all the way to San Diego, and then I went up to Santa Cruz. Uh, guys on motorcycles, Jesus and motorcycles, what could get better than that? We had mass here and there up down in the Big Bend country of Texas. And season two, we've already shot. We rode with Archbishop Wenske from Miami down to Key West southernmost point in the continental United States. And then we rolled thunder all the way up to New Jersey, up there to uh, Father Brian's church and where Coach, Coach McKenna is. And then we rolled thunder down the Blue Ridge Parkway, down the tail of the dragon. So 
Uh, season two is called The Tale of the Dragon. And season three, while we're working on season two to editing, we'll be shooting season three at my home on the, uh, in, Ho in, the, in the islands. Uh, we'll be shooting on Oahu. We'll be going to Molokai to Kalapapa to St. Damien, St. Mary Ann's ministry place and where my father was a deacon. And then we're going to roll thunder all through the big island and go to the city of refuge. That is very much like the city of refuge mentioned in the Old Testament. If, if you were being hunted for something that you did wrong uh, in the big island, if you could get to this place of refuge, no one was allowed to come in and, and, and uh, kill you. Uh, uh, you could, they couldn't exact a death sentence. However, you stayed there the rest of your life. It was the same thing like the city of refuge in the Old Testament. God is our city of refuge. It's the Amen. place that you run to. The Catholic Church is the city, uh, the city of God, you know, St. Augustine called it. Um, we are, as, a, as Christians, the city on the hill. Uh, you, we are all in, under a death sentence. We're, our life uh, uh, for everyone ends. And I know when I, when I share this radio show that there may be several hundred people that are listening that won't be alive next week, uh, maybe because of old age or maybe because something sudden. sudden. But we all know that there, we have a death sentence, that there's a time when we're going to come to see God face to face. There's, there's life, death, judgment, heaven, or hell. And you know what? Whether you go to heaven or whether you spend your life eternally separated from God is 100%, 1,000% under your control. Jesus came. The Father gave the very best he could, which is the eternally begotten Son. <coughs> Jesus gave all he could on the cross for you. In a, in a total expression of God's love, Jesus' arms on the cross raising your dignity back to the to the Imagio Dei, the image made in the image and likeness of God. Whether you open your heart to Jesus or not is a thousand million percent under your control. Uh, you don't have to wonder, am I going to heaven? Give your life to Jesus. Uh, abandon yourself to his love every day. Uh, remember, our goal in life isn't so much to get to heaven. Our goal in life is to just love Jesus back. So, uh, so our, what, we're, what we're asking you to do and challenging you to do is just doing exactly what our guest, uh, uh, Rich Sosa, did. We, there's this time of we're being afraid if we give our life to Jesus, he's going to make us into something we're not. The fact is that grace perfects the nature. Jesus gave you your DNA, uh, your <laughs> spiritual DNA, your soul's DNA. When you, were, when you were conceived, whether or not you were even a, a mistake or maybe you were even conceived in the middle of a rape, um, that inception of your spiritual, rational soul, Amadio Dei, wasn't. Jesus placed that nature in you, and he's not going to rob you of the very way that he created you. He's going to help you to become more of who you are, not less of who you are. John 10.10. 10. Rich, what does John 10.10 10 mean to you, our guest, Rich Sosa? Oh, man, um, I give you life to the full, and, and to me that means, like, go go live your life the way I had it planned and, and, and be it, you know, live it radical, live it radical and, and unhinged and, and close to me. You know, what you were talking about right now, it reminded me of this one video I was watching and I was kind of having this conversation with this, uh, this priest friend of mine, uh, Father Charles Clement down in, in, in Quad Cities. And, and what you said, like God, God made your DNA. Jesus created you the way he created you. And uh, there was watching this vocation video of this priest. And, and, and in this priest's office, he has a recording studio. He's got 
uh, guitar and a keyboard and like this computer and this recording equipment. And this is this is uh, in the pastor's office, and and he's a young priest, and they, they and somebody asked him, says, why do why you're a priest? Why do you have um, this recording equipment in your office? And uh, he said, because God called me to be a priest, and part of me is that I make music and, and, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think we're so afraid of like, when we give our life to Christ, when we give our life to the church, that somehow we're going to have to abandon these things. I'm a musician as well. And, and uh, I lead worship in church, but I also write songs. I also record songs. I put out CDs. Um, and that's not a, that and when, when I first gave my life to Christ, I was a little confused because at, at first I thought, oh, I have to abandon my music. And so I actually stopped when I gave my life to Christ. I actually stopped playing music. Like I thought that was bad. And it, it, it didn't even bear. It didn't even come, come to my mind. It didn't cross my mind. Like, wow, I could actually play music that's edifying, you know, that, 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 is is um is worship or that that uh, that really gives gives homage to god and so i uh, didn't realize that that was a god-given gift you know and so it's obviously it's a progression and so you know god made you whoever's listening like if you have gifts like he's given you these desires in your heart to use them to 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 glorify him use those glorify him i mean you're a surfer you're using that to glorify him to bring people uh to attract and 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 a life in christ is a very attractive thing i mean that's the thing that that brought me to christ is i saw people with true joy not not even happiness but joy like real joy in their life because of what jesus was doing in their heart and, and in their life and I'm like, I want that. I don't know what that is, but I want that. You know, you I, know? I remember once I was, uh, at a, there's a big prayer wor- worship service. The whole city uh, uh, got together. Every denomination got together to have worship service because worship is the ultimate spiritual warfare, right? Uh, yeah. The g- children of Israel always sent their choir out first when they went into battle. <laughs> Poor, I don't, you want to join the choir? You always, mm, let me think about it. No. But... Uh, <laughs> There was, I was, for some reason, I got stuck in the front row, which I hate. I'm usually all the way in the back. And there's this guy sitting next to me. While the music's playing, he's kind of playing the drums uh, while the band is warming up on his legs, you know. And I used to be a drummer. And I go, go, dude, you play the drums? And he goes, that's who I am. That's what I do. I'm a drummer. And I go, I go, okay. So then I start praying for him. And I actually prayed, Lord, reach into his heart and squeeze his heart. And I meant for God to give him a physical experience in a real sense. And after about 10 minutes of worship, I look over at him, and he looks like he's kind of gasping. I go, what's going on, dude? And he goes, dude, it's like, like something's just tugging at, squeezing my heart. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know how you get a lump in your throat? It's kind of like yeah. that. And I go, dude, that's God tugging on your heart. He wants you to give, you, give your life to him. Yeah. He goes, okay, 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 I'll give my life to him. And I go, but dude. You got to give your whole life to him. That means you got to give up everything, even your drums. Because God really does ask us to surrender it all. Yeah. And he said, okay, 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 okay. And I prayed for him. And he actually, he actually had that experience some people call being slain in the spirit. He was sitting right next to me and he just slumped over for a while in the chair. And then he, he was and, Yeah. And then he just he experienced God's love so much. And then that young kid 
uh, gave his life to the Lord. And within about two months, his other musician friends started coming. I used to be a youth group minister. And we went from three kids to 60 kids in about six weeks. A lot of the musicians. And then, yeah. and then, but once he surrendered that to the Lord for about six months, no music, then the yeah. Lord gave it back to him. It reminds me of Moses, you know, when he's out in the desert and God says, Moses, what do you got in your hand? He goes, it's my, it's my shepherd's rod. It's, you know, it's my career. It's my prestige in the community. It's my, yeah. how I feed my family. It's, it's me. It's what I am. It's what I do. And God yeah. says, throw it down. And when he threw it down, it became a hissing snake. <clears throat> he could see what those gifts were when he tried to, use it for himself and for his own glory. But when he picked it up, uh, it says it became a hissing snake, but he, when he picked it up again, God said, it says, and the rod of Moses became the rod of God. And that's what, what it means when we abandon ourselves to the Lord's will. We don't, God doesn't just change us, take everything, our whole nature away. He actually uh, causes us to lay it down, die to it, and then he resurrects it with his own power of glory. Dude, Rich, so-so, we're out of time. Uh, What's your website again? You got to give it to me real quick because we're actually over time. Run1010.com. Go there and you can join Rich running on March 24th, the trail. Uh, uh, what's it called? The trail what? The Via de la Rosa Trail Marathon, Way of Suffering, and You Will Suffer with Christ. Yeah, in, in Wisconsin. This is Bear Wozniak. Go to our website, bearwozniak.com. We'll get, see you guys next week. Aloha. Viva Cristore. You've been listening to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Go to bearwozniak.com to get your free audio and other exciting content. Plus, you can pick up the Long Ride Home 10-episode DVD set, autographed copies of Bear's books, Long Ride Home shirts, tanks, coffee cups, and even motorcycle pins and patches. And find out how guys can sign up for Bear's Man Cave online Facebook group, all at bearwozniak.com.